Hey friends, welcome to Real Stories of Life with God, a podcast with a pretty explanatory title, because that's what we're here for, a conversation with real people about their unique life with God. I'm your host, Chelsea Eubank, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's jump into today's episode. All right, well, I am Britt Smallwood. I'm from a little small town called Lincoln in Georgia. Went Mm -hmm. to school at the University of Georgia. Um, See, I graduated back in 2016. I got my degree in agriculture, agricultural education to be exact. And um, since then, I've kind of been doing uh, overseas ministry stuff. And uh, just recently, I've been in Haiti. I guess the past three years, I've been in Haiti with a ministry there called Disciples Village. Back in September, I went on staff with Crew, which was formerly Campus Crusade for Christ. They placed me in Athens back at the University of Georgia. So that's where I am currently. That's great. I like to read two of the verses that have kind of been the foundation for two of my questions. And it's mm-hmm. Matthew 22. Jesus is asked, which commandment in the law was the greatest? And his response is, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And the second, love your neighbor as yourself. So my first question for you is, what currently stirs your love for God? Um, what stirs currently stirs my love for, for God? Uh, I would say currently now, it's really looking at how the diversity in, in life. And so I'll elaborate on that a little bit. Um, for me, I noticed if you just stop and you can start in like nature, like what Romans 1 says, how God comes to us through the mm-hmm. things that are created. You look at like all the different leaf colors during the fall, like all the different tints of, of, of leaves. And then it's like, since I'm a guy and I like playing around in the dirt, it's like you look at all the little <laughs> bugs. Like, why are there so many different types of bugs? You can go all on and on with that thing. I just went, got back from a trip, a little vision trip to Peru. All the different, okay, so the types of mosquitoes that are in the Amazon <laughs> jungle. Our guide was like, or our, our friend was like, Britt, what type of mosquito bit you? Was it this one with this type of stripes or this one or a bigger one or a small one? And I was just like, man, I don't know, it was a mosquito. And so I would just say the diversity. And then that carries over into like we as humans. Like, I guess you look at, look at all the different, the diversity of God's church. And when I just start to realize like, man, all the different ways people worship and all the different, which is part of like what your podcast is, is like the diversity of how God reveals himself to people. I don't know. Right now that's got me hyped up because I'm like, man, God, like in Revelation, like all, every tongue, tribe, nation, the, the diversity is so awesome. Yeah, I think something to that, too, is how he talks about how we're made in his image. And so if we're all made in his image and we're all widely different, how much would that maybe give us, I don't know, greater wonder maybe or worship for the for the various variety, uniqueness of God, maybe every aspect of people's personality or their features or, you know, a lot of just the way we're all made from different cultures and everything is pretty awesome. Right. Yeah. And you're right. It's all equally valuable. There's a tendency in in my head, you know, growing up in America in the Western church and these churches that I've seen like, oh, this church is on fire and this one's kind of floundering or whatever. And you just get this Mm -hmm. idea of like, oh, this is the, this is the example we need to mimic everywhere, whether I go to Haiti or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you try and, and then you get there and you realize like, man, that's just one, you know, my, my, my ideal of, of church is just one little small frame of, of, you know, the way God sees it, like he values all these other different styles and methods and just diversity is, is, is overwhelming yes. to me right now. Okay. What currently stifles your love for God? 
Okay, so first of all, I was like stifles. I'm like, I know that word, but I'm like, is that even like modern day English? Like, if I'm just thinking about like stifling, it's almost like stifle a gun, a, like a muzzle stifles the sound of a gun. But I'm like, man, I think the more you get in, if you get in like Gen Zers, I don't even know if they know what that word is. I think it's phasing out. But so I was like, okay, so I was, I wouldn't, I, I had a tough time figuring out stifle that word. So I'll say what it makes me become more distant to God. I'm, I'll, I'll kind yeah. of rephrase it that way to help. Yeah, that's great. Where my answer is. And as I was thinking through this, I was like, okay, when are the times in my life most uh, where I feel most withdrawn from God? And if I could recognize a pattern in that. And honestly, uh, I would say what stifles my love for God the most or what, what makes me draw, draw away the most would probably be American culture. Now, I'm not going to rant against America. So let me, let me qualify this. I guess there's a, there's a, when you're in American culture, it's so, uh, so driven, so success driven. And a lot of it, the secular version is secular side of it is material driven, materialistically driven, but there's just something about America where it's like, you're busy, 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 busy. And it's a, there's a numbness and a mundaneness where it's like, okay, Brit, like if I don't wake up every day and say, okay, God, I'm giving you today. Okay, God, what do you want me to do today? If I don't actively do that, well, then I'll be a month in and I'll realize like, oh my gosh, like, wow, like a month just passed by and I feel like I'm just a hundred miles away from God. And I've been doing ministry stuff every day, but I'm like, why doesn't that ever happen when I'm in other countries? You know, even when I'm in like, when I was in Haiti, like three, three years, like long, longer term, it still didn't, wasn't the same effect. I guess when I, when it comes, when I'm in a success driven culture and a busy driven, a busyness driven culture. I think that's a that's a way Satan uses just the distractions. If I'm going to boil it down to one word, distractions just makes me feel very much more distant. It's, e- it's easy to become distant. Let me put it that way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can relate to that. I hear one pastor I really enjoy listening to talks about how his phrasing is like with the the comfort and busyness and achievement and materialism. Satan's like lulling us to sleep. The things of God, you know, we're kind of like sleepwalking through our life while while doing things like you're saying, doing ministry things and it feeling like enough Mm. and God being like, there is so much more. Like, I'm not disappointed in you necessarily. And I'm not like, it doesn't change my love for you, but there's so much more, you know, out there that you could be experiencing. And I think one thing, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I've only, you know, I've never done missions long-term. I've only been on a handful of international trips. But there is something, and I could probably say this, not even just about a mission-oriented trip, but just a being out of my comfort zone, even in Augusta, Georgia. It was like when I, um, my level of intimacy with the Lord and enjoyment of Him is oftentimes correlated by how much I need Him. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, when you, like distracted, like you're saying, we almost forget how much we actually need Him. And if we depended and relied on Him, and treated him like we needed him how much more would we experience of him you know right and it's like i when anytime i start thinking about this like i don't i don't ever want it to sound like an anti-american rant or that american christians are inferior and we just got to get our stuff figured out and that, because that's by no there's the, the best christians i know they're the most godly christians i know i would say are, are some american friends that i have i just think that the, the culture of America makes it very difficult. And I think Satan knows that. And so of course he's mm-hmm. going to use it. Um, he uses different things 
that distract other different types of distractions in Haiti or different types of distractions in right. any of these other countries. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I read Romans one this morning and the whole thing where it's like, Hey, we suppress the truth because of our unrighteousness. And, but the things are clearly not, like, you know, his, his glory is clearly seen and things that are created. And I think we just can get, so it, it becomes so numb that we quit seeing them. And then, um, mm-hmm. so it's just, so then, I don't know, this isn't the question, but then how do we, how do we, live because obviously everybody doesn't need to be like well let's leave america because it draws well that's what i was going to ask are there other things that you personally do or that would be encouragement for someone who's like yeah i feel like i'm stuck in that gray haze of american culture and i want more you know what would what would you say to that person you know that's a good question um i think the first thing is realizing that we are stuck in the gray haze because the, 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 the thing is when you're stuck <laughs> in the gray haze you don't know that you're stuck in the gray haze right um, and so <laughs> And so, but the answer to this for me personally, and what's been effective in my life, A, it helps to continue to get new experiences, to continue to keep your perspective fresh. Mm. Just because sometimes I wouldn't even be, realize I'm in a haze. You go somewhere else, a different culture. It could be within this, it still could be within America, but it's a different culture. And you're like, oh my goodness, like I've been so blind. So I think to continue to push yourself to, to hey, okay, let's just keep, keep things changed up just to keep, keep your perspective in, um, in focus and then B. So that'd be the first thing. And then the other thing I found that helps me is being surrounded by like-minded community enough. So to where they're like, cause it's like, I've got a good friend who's, um, uh, anyway, he's an old college roommate of mine and he knows me. And so he can tell, he knows when I'm in that haze, he knows when I'm in that fog and the numbness, he's like, Hey Britt, you're like, you're getting in that mundane, rut to where you, you, you know, you aren't waking up asking. And so I, I get surrounding yourself with community who knows you and knows God and has the same heart to hold you accountable. I would say those two things mm-hmm. along with, I literally wake up in the morning and commit it and say, okay, God, today's not going to be one of those just nonchalantly go throughout the day, but I want to, I want to commit it to you, whatever you have for me. Yeah, those are good. And even I would say like, I like the perspective thing. Okay. So speaking from like a stay at home mom person, it's mm-hmm. like, say mom's got four kids. I feel like you could even read and learn about other cultures without even having to leave right. your home. Like, I think it's just a desire to know, right. you know, like it definitely makes a huge difference to go and see, right. but I think for sure, even just a, a desire to understand the way right. other people well, operate. You know what I mean? I realize it's very unrealistic to say every American, you need to try and take an international trip a year. Like, <laughs> Right. Like that's unrealistic, but it's like, I think even so like for me, if I, Hey, instead of me reading here in this office today, I'm going to go sit at the mall and read. And then just me being exposed to like, Oh my goodness, there's a woman with a little crying baby. That's not my life, but Oh my God. Like you just see, she's basically Mm -hmm. living a own a micro culture. I don't, that's a made up word. I just made it up. And you see all these different micro cultures that you realize like, Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's what helped me. Okay. Fill in the blank. The truth that God is blank means a lot to you because blank. For this one, this would be kind of where I am right now in life. I would say the truth that God is good means a lot to me because life is not always good. And I know there's a whole company that, that disagrees with me. There's an entire company. Life is good. That disagrees with me. Oh. On this. <laughs> All right. But so let me, let me, let me explain that a little bit. Basically, I'm sure many people are probably familiar with the C.S. Lewis and his book Narnia. And there's a there's a there's a section in there where 
there's these two little beavers. I'm not going to explain the book, but there's a quote that says, you know, the, the girl's asking, hey, talking about Aslan, the lion, says, hey, is he safe? Is he safe? And Mr. Beaver says, well, of course he's not safe, but he's good. I'll tell you, he's good. And so it's like, and I feel like that's, that's life. Like, of course, life isn't safe. Of course, like sometimes when I thought about this question, it's like, so my dad died when I was 19, very quickly, cancer. And that was a rough time. That was, life was not good. Circumstances was not, were not good for me then. And so there's many times in life where it's like, man, this is just tough, a result of sin. It's like danger or whatever, all these negative things that we have. But then in the end, it's like, God is good. At looking back, hindsight, I can see that through my dad's death, man, I can see he like he set me up with mentors that I never would have had, disciples that I'd never have, uh, different connections. Basically, there's time in life doesn't seem to be good. And I would say that it's not. It's times where sin is taking the effect that sin does. But in the end, God is good. So therefore, he's going to give us the, the stuff to sustain us through it, the things that we need mm -hmm. to su be sustained. And um, even, yeah, like make us better, you know, for all things, all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So that's yeah. just very encouraging to me right now. Yeah. I imagine it can be encouraging for a lot of people. I remember reading something one time. And it was like, whatever God is, he always is. Mm. You know, whatever God is, he's never not. But he's his own goodness. Right. <laughs> Apart from the stuff that sin happens. Does that make sense? Right. So it's like he can be purely kind and tender and good and powerful while this thing is still happening. <laughs> I, I completely agree. He can transcend anyway. the circumstances. Circumstances right. can be a result of sin. Like there's, there's bad things. Right. Like. Yeah. And I've seen, I guess I've seen that in my life. I've seen it come through. And I'm, so I'm looking back at it, hindsight with that particular example of my dad dying. And I can just be like, man, God, that circumstance was very like not good, but <laughs> you in your goodness have set me up better than I ever could have imagined through all mm -hmm. of this. And so I could, mm -hmm. that, that could be an entire hour podcast on that. Yeah. Okay. Our last question is, what is something you're looking forward to? Okay. So I'm actually... It's, it's pretty awesome. I, mean, I would say that I'm in kind of a new chapter at the start of a new chapter of life. I've just gotten back from Haiti um, in the past couple months, just gotten to Athens here with crew. And um, and so I'm super excited for, for next semester to be getting started here with crew. And especially for there's a, there's an international student ministry here. It's called ISM. So all of the international students that really come from all these other different countries and get to the University of Georgia basically doing ministry just kind of catered strictly towards them right now there's a partnership going on with crew and one of the local churches here and so that it'll be like they're going to let me kind of get to be a, a, as much involved with that as, as, as i'd like to be and so i guess if i can narrow down specifically what i'm most excited about it's going to be working with the international student ministry here um well yeah. thank you for taking the time i appreciate you having me i really do Listening friends, it means a lot that you added us to your day today. Thank you so much. Wherever you find yourself on your journey with Jesus, I hope you finished this episode with your faith cheered, refreshed, or strengthened. Until next time!